You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Torah Sparks Podcast. If you're watching this on Torah anytime, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. Parshas Kisisa, it's loaded. It's jam-packed. 139 psukim. If you did Shnai Mikra and you like, when does Rishon then? Just wait till you get to Shani. I'm telling you, it's it's long, but it's worth it. It's worth the wait. It's worth the exploration. Let's talk about the ego for a moment. You know, the golden calf, the sin of the golden calf, the Jewish people were dancing around the chos in circles. Moshe comes down, sees what's going on. Hashem says, look, the people has degenerated, right? They, they, they have the Torah. They, the Torah is like that, you know, that life force, that vitality. And look what happened. Look what happened to the Jewish people. They believed in you. They, but now, now, now they're not. They had a lack of understanding of kiboshish moshe the lack of understanding look at rashi over there he explains that the calculation was off um it, it it's interesting it's sad it's perplexing Hassam sover tells us the following Hassam sover tells us quite simply you know what the mistake was you know what the reasoning was iker taimam shalasias eagle the main the primary reason for the construction of the eagle was because because they were not able to accept that which they did not understand in their minds. This wasn't logical. I mean, based on the logical reasoning, he should have come down. Now that he didn't, okay, that's it. We're done. Let's make an ego. So there was this lack of understanding. In fact, the, the, the Torah itself admits to that because it says, Lo yadanu We don't know. And this lack of knowledge, you know, Chazal tell us it's a maila. It's a good thing when people can say, Lo yadati, I don't know. Here they said, Lo yadanu We don't know what happened. And it was, and it was that they couldn't fathom, they couldn't understand. They couldn't cope with the fact that they couldn't understand. They could not cope with the fact that they could not understand. And this, this, is, why, uh, this is why the paraduma in particular is the quintessential chok that's mechaper for the ego because it's something that we don't understand. Hashem could have made it that it's something that we understand, but, but then it wouldn't be a direct kapara for the ego. The ego, says the chasam sofer, was a result of the fact that they couldn't Fat, they couldn't appreciate, they couldn't cope with the fact that they couldn't understand. But in Yiddishkeit, sometimes we don't understand, and that's okay. You know, and the word okay, by the way, is okay. Spelled backwards is okay, it was knockout. You know, sometimes just because it's not okay, we think it would be knocked out. We don't have to understand. You don't have to understand to understand that it's all okay. So, th- this year there's two others. We're, we're in the first, we're almost going to the second. And it feels like the Inyana de Purim is just. For a long period, how often do you have it? For two full months, you're in you're in a time zone. And a lot of times, it's thirty days. Here we have like sixty days. It's it's so much Purim that we're in, in, entrenched in because of the Adar base, the Adar Shini Adar because of the Ibra year. So let's talk a little bit about Purim, and and we could connect it to this idea, the fact that sometimes we don't know, but that's okay. You know, a Malik was instrumental in the fact that, hey, when you don't know something, right, Amalek, Gematria 240, same as Suffolk, 
So we know that they, they represent this idea of something of doubt. Hey, when there's doubt, okay, so then just there's no Hashem. What do you mean? You, you can't see, you can't prove it. They they infuse doubt into the regular things, and when someone's experiencing doubt, a Malik will tell you, okay, well now now you're a low life, now you're a nothing. Just you know, listen to that doubt. Don't try to. What do you mean? Don't try to make cheshbonos. If a doubt tells you, you know, this is the way it is, then that's the way it is. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. But that's not how a Jew lives. A Jew understands that even if I don't understand, I can understand that there's an Hashem. And it's our ability to connect to that, to live beyond the doubt. It's okay to not understand everything, that, that's fine. I don't need to understand. That's paraduma. That was the mistake of the ego. And a malik represents the opposite of that. You know, on a certain level, the Jewish people, when they created the ego, they tapped into that negative attitude, that negative outlook of a malik, the attitude of suffolk. Hey, I'm in doubt right now. Where's Moshe? What's going on? Okay, you know what? So I'm coming to a conclusion that's going to be, that's going to have negative results, negative ramifications. I want to share with you something fascinating. A ha'ara that I had a couple years ago. When it comes to the Hilchas Purim, specifically when it comes to the laws of the Tainus Esther, the 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 Mepharshim, really, if you look in the Kitzur Shechon and the Levush in particular, you can look in the Kafachaim as well, who quotes the Levush, they all use the same Lashon when talking about the Tainus Esther. They say that <clears throat> we don't know, we don't know for sure that, that they fasted, but, but we do know for sure that they fasted. We, there's no historical fact that the Jewish people fasted at that time. So why are we fasting? Because in the words of the Kitzer and in the words of the Lavush, in Cain, Mistama, Mistama, presumably, that they fasted. So we fast. We don't know for sure, bona fide, 100% historical fact that they fasted. But mistama, because that's what Jewish people did at times of distress and war, and they needed to beseech the Rachim, and, and to ha- have the help of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, they needed to fast. That's what people did, and all the time, that's what the Jewish people did. So mistama gamaz, mistama, presumably they also fasted. There's a stress on the word mistama. The Kitzer says it, the Lavush says it, like I said, the Kafachaim says, according to the Lavush, Perhaps there's a deeper layer of meaning with this word mistama, presumably. You know, because it's the opposite of Amalek and Suffolk, doubt. Whereas Amalek says, Suffolk, doubt, don't believe, don't believe, don't believe, because you're in doubt and you don't know. Hey, there's no facts. The facts, that facts are not on the table. Just mistama says, no, no, no. You can come to a logical reasoning. You could say mistama presumably, you could have that flexibility, that leeway to have that logical reasoning, to have your head on straight, to have that emuna. You know, Mistama is Gematria 541, the exact same as Yesh Hashem B'malkam So, are you going to be able to prove 100% Hashem exists? You know, I want to read you something. Rabbi Shmuel Wallman, in his book, Beyond a Reasonable Doubt, he says that it's, he, he discusses how it's pretty much impossible to prove something 100%. One could be very imaginative and doubt even things that seem to appear so obvious. Maybe you're really living in a dream. Maybe you are not really who you think you are. A person could always find something and question its veracity. You can always disprove it, try and 
or you can live a mistama type of life. Mistama presumably, mistama Moshe Rabbeinu is going to come down. Mistama Hashem has pulled through every single other time. Mistama Moshe has been there every step of the way. Mistama he will come, right? As opposed to jumping to the conclusion of Suffolk and down in this Amalek mindset of that's it, I'm giving up. We have to connect specifically, especially in these times as we're getting closer to the holiday of Purim. In Hilchus Purim, we talk about this idea by Tanis Esther of Mistama. And it's a lesson for us to live with this notion, to live with this Amuna. Again, Mistama 541, the same as Yesh Hashem B'Makayim Hazeb. So let's connect. Mistama, everything's going to work out. Mistama, presumably, Hashem has a pretty good track record. He's the king of the world, the master of the universe, our father in heaven. He's done, he's done good to us until now. He'll continue. Mistama, he'll continue. Ah, this down, this down, what about the... Mistama, it's all going to be okay. Let's live with an attitude of this mistama. And that mistama can actually create an internal conviction. Right? Like the Rambam says. We have to believe and know that that belief, that mistama can end up turning into a yediyah. can end up turning into a knowledge, a bona fide knowledge of Yesh Hashem. Yesh Hashem, by the way, is Gematria 336, same Gematria as Parent. So let's connect to this idea. Let's not be like the Jewish people at that time who served the ego. Rather, let's live in the realm of Mistama and understand that Hashem really is in control. And even if we see it, even if we may have doubts, let's understand Mistama, it's all going to be okay. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Amir Tashem. We'll see you next time. All the best.